Good morning all. Okay, so today we're talking about connected success. So I wanted to talk a bit about what connected meant as well as success. Sometimes we have a number of connections. So we can be connected to ourselves, we can be connected to our family, we can be connected to deity, we can be connected to God or the universe, we can be connected to our purpose in life, we can be connected to our, our career, we can be connected to our relationships with our friends, we can be connected to our relationships with our pets even, we can be connected to our future and our past and you know we could call these working relationships too. So all these can be important in terms of trying to have that feeling of connection and I think the feeling of connection is one of the most important things as humans that we need and I think before we can be connected to success we need to actually be connected to who we are and to our heart and so if we can be connected to our heart then we will often be successful because our heart is really what leads us and shows us the right way to be who we're supposed to be. So in terms of this connection to success, if you can feel in your heart who you really are and acknowledge who that is, even though it might be a little bit uncomfortable or not what you really want, it will make a big difference to having the idea of where you want to go and what's really important to you because to be successful you really have to you really have to want it you know with all your heart and it has to be so important to you what you're trying to accomplish that you cannot stop doing what you're doing my son showed me a clip once and I'm apologize in advance for the person whose clip it was that I can't remember your name there was a successful man who was giving a seminar. At this seminar, um, a young man was there and he tried everything to be successful and so he, he you know, went and stayed at the end and waited to the end, the end of the long line to speak to the speaker and the man said, you know, you really want to be successful? And he's like, yeah, I really do. He said, right, will you meet me tomorrow morning um, at 6am at the beach? And so this young man gets up and he's in his food and he's waiting there at the beach and you know, his mentor shows up and he says, right, we're going out into the water. So he's like, oh, in his suit and he had to walk all the way out in the water and he walks and walks and walks and walks and they're really, you know, quite deep now and then the next thing he knows, this guy pushes him under and he holds him under and holds him under and holds him under and he's fighting and fighting and fighting and he can't get up and he thinks, oh, that's it, I'm going to die now. And then, the, you know, when he's really got no breath left at all, he lets him up and he said to him, you know, when you want success as badly as you wanted air then, you will be successful. And so I think that's a valid point. Often we want to be successful but we're not really connected to how we want to be successful, what we want to be successful with and we're unable then to really have the connection it takes to desire the thing that we're working on. And not that we want success of itself, but it's like the thing that we're working on or the business that we want to be in has to be so important to us, it's almost like air. You know, if we can't do it, it's like we're not being able to breathe. And so I think this, you know, we talk a lot about being connected to your why, but your why has to be so gut-burning that you are willing to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning or 5 o'clock or whatever it takes to do what you need to to be 
to be in the place and to make the actions necessary to achieve it. So can we do this success thing on our own? Probably not. I've probably mentioned this before as well, but, you know, in my journey, it took two coaches and, you know, lots of friends' encouragements, lots of texts and emails from people to encourage me. Also, even it took the effort to, well, the effort to pay for the coaches. Also, it took the effort to um, actually tell people what I was doing. It took the effort to actually believe in myself and um, because so much doubt comes up when you do what you want to do and, and the doubt isn't a bad thing. It really helps you to examine, you know, the things that are preventing you from being successful because really that's what's going to be presented to you or your fears, all the things that, you know, you have stopped you in the past from even wanting to have a dream um, are all contained in, you know, what you're doing. And so it is very important to um, be able to know that what you're doing is important to your soul. So if we don't share how we feel and what we want to achieve, it's like we think we can go out alone, but... We also, if we don't make a commitment and tell people what we're doing, then if we don't do it, it's okay, nobody knew. So it's like it has to be made known, even if it's just to the, your closest friends and your, you know, your, your partner or your, you know, whoever, your family or whoever, you know, you feel that connection to. It must be spoken of and it must be explained because as we explain why it's so important to us, then they catch the vision of what we're doing and they want to help us. Now, that doesn't mean it will all be smooth sailing. Uh, my husband often says to me, what you're doing doesn't appeal to everybody, does it? It's not like mainstream. I'm like, no, it's not. So he finds it hard to see how I will get people to do what I'm doing or to understand what I'm doing. I think this is an important principle for each of us. You know, there's no way I can deal with millions of people. So I only need enough people to be able to understand what I'm doing and want to be on the journey. And, you know, it does come down in the end to being able to explain why you're doing what you're doing because people buy from us if they understand why we're doing it. Because you, you could go to many places to learn energy work, but you will go to me, I would assume, because you know that I will be there for you and that I really want you to be successful and I want you to do your best. So, you know, the people that we go and learn from are the people that we love and the people that we feel closest to and feel that connection to. So if you speak to your family of these things, some will be supportive and some will not. But as they see you put your best effort in and, you know, try and do your best, they will support you because really they don't want you to fail. They often will um, throw up objections in your face and, you know, tell you why you can't do it because they, they're frightened for you that they don't want you to fail either. But having a go and failing is always much better than never having a go. Never having a go is one of the most upsetting things ever. They did interviews, I think I've mentioned this before too, but they did interviews with people that were, you know, very close to death and they um, asked them, you know, do you have any regrets? Would you change anything in your life? And um, a lot of them said, yeah, you know, I wish that I had allowed myself to try more, do more, you know, experience more things 
they also wished that they had been more connected to their family and they wished that they'd let themselves be happier. So, you know, we think, oh, well, you know, can I choose to be happy? Absolutely. You know, it's, happiness is along the journey. Now, it doesn't mean that choosing to be happy doesn't mean you have to be like Pollyanna, although some days we could do with a dose of Pollyanna. It means being realistic and it also means seeing the growth that comes through over, overcoming each obstacle that will be presented to you. And to me, most of the obstacles are in my own head. Some of it's my time management, some of it's my fear of failure or feeling that I'm a failure uh, are the things that, you know, really stop me in my tracks. So connecting and reaching out to people really for me is a vital thing because I, as I help other people, I feel great about myself because I, I know that I'm approaching people with love and I really want what's best for them. Also, then as I help other people, I too am helped and I think that's a, a given when you do energy work that people that have your problems come to you and um, in helping them, you're also helping yourself and you receive healing as well. So this trying, even though you're not perfect, is vital and you know we must never give up trying to be the person that we really are inside and you know often we've shut that person away and you know bolted the door from fear of rejection and fear of not being accepted for who we are. So I wanted to clear some energy about this being connected. So some people talked about being stuck with the demons from the past and I, I think you know, we all have demons. We all have mistakes that we've made, people that have hurt us in the past, people that are still helping us, hurting us, people that are still helping us too. And this attachment to what happened in the past is very real and it, it is hard to overcome. And, uh, you know, for me, I had to work through with someone to forgive some of the people in the past that, you know, I felt offended by. So, you know, I would encourage you too, if you need help, get help. Um, get someone to help you work through the things of the past so that you're knowing, you know, what it is that you that you need to let go, who you need to forgive, forgiving yourself too for the things that you allowed that person to do and for not standing up for yourself and believing in yourself. So let's say here I allow myself to be strengthened. I allow myself to follow a good path. I allow myself to break free of the patterns. Okay, age 10 comes up now. So the feeling of being galled. And so it's galled with those who wound us. And it, there's also a generational component here to dad's mum. And depression comes in here as well. Now, often we may not think we're depressed and, you know, we, we can be depressed at times or sometimes there are periods of time that are really hard, you know, difficulties in our life where you look back later and think, hey, I probably was depressed in that time and just didn't realize it. Or there are some people that are continually depressed and it's like trying to overcome, you know, these negative feelings when bad things happen. And, you know, some people have been abused as children and been, um, you know, treated badly. And some people have even taken the abuse to help other people in the family or to, you know, to save others. And so this taking of abuse is, you know, really is damaging, I think, to our insides. So, you know, forgiveness and re repair needs to happen to address these things that prevent us from being connected to ourselves and prevent us to being connected to our partners and to other people in our life. All right, 
So it's also um, being able to overcome the negative people in our life. So the seventh chakra comes up when we talk about overcoming negative people. What comes up here is the feelings of being abandoned by God or the universe. And we're going to go into the timeline or the lifetime of somebody now. Birth, age 5, age 8, 11, 15, 20. Okay. All right. Now we might use an oil. So helichrysum. So just some affirmations surrounding helichrysum. Now helichrysum is an oil for pain, so physical pain and emotional pain. So I let go of my walking wounded story, the story of a difficult past filled with difficult life circumstances, trauma, addiction, loss and abuse. I endure with strength to live on despite my past difficulties. I connect to that part of myself where compassion flows because it, we must be able to have compassion to ourselves otherwise we will never be able to have compassion for anyone else. I face my adversities with courage and determination. And we're going to use another oil, uh, so vetiver. Now vetiver is a very deep earthy oil and it helps people to go through the dark stuff because that's kind of what happens. It's like we have um, things happen where we don't feel that we really want to approach, we don't want to, it's almost like we want to avoid these areas. We know that they're going to be painful and I guess what, what for me a big one of that one would be about my finances, um, you know, thinking about and dealing with, you know, am I spending too much money? Am I doing the right thing? And it's like I almost plead ignorance and don't want to know, put my, you know, put my head in the sand. So, you know, each of us need help to face the things that we have difficulties with. All right, I'm deeply connected with what I think and feel and fully present in the things I choose to do. This self-awareness uncovers the root of any issues that are being faced. Okay, so vetiver is the oil of centering and descent. So it helps you go through the dark stuff. It won't let you not face the issues. It insists that you do that. All right, so now there's a problem in the cranial bones. All right, so like up on top of the head, the, the plates aren't correct. And age five comes up. And emotional trauma. Now vulnerability comes up as well. And often we... Um, when we have been hurt by those people that should love us and protect us, we often avoid then trying to go near anything that feels painful or difficult. So it, we often uh, won't allow ourselves to feel that vulnerability because the vulnerability before equaled pain. So I can sever the, the, um, the connection between uh, vulnerability and pain and vulnerability and abuse. All right, another oil comes up. Okay, so oregano, the, the oil of humility and non-attachment. Uh, I am flexible in my thinking and acknowledge the opinions of others. I don't always need to be right. Now, this would make sense when, you know, if you're talking about, like often we have a wounded child within us, either age 5 or 8 or 11 or, you know, 15, some of the ones that have come up today. And it's times when we've been hurt and... It's almost like we, we want to avoid these bad feelings again and never put ourselves in the situation. So we have this feeling of, I'm right to do this. I'm, you know, I'm, I mustn't let people hurt me. I've got to stay away from that. And I think I've struggled with this a lot. And so it's like we can't entertain other people's opinions or, or how they think at all because we are so stuck to what we think is right because we we need to protect ourselves so badly that we can't look at anything else even. We can't accept different opinions. Okay, with this clarity I feel free to assess my life and end any toxic relationships, quit any oppressive job 
or end a lifelong addiction. And that's powerful, isn't it? Because sometimes you're addicted to failure. Oh, look, see, I couldn't do it. You know, then oh, I shouldn't make the effort. And it's like we go into this negative spiral and not, not try to make any difference in our lives. Devotion to my higher power assists me in letting go of the rigidity and willfulness. Okay, so I'm okay without my wounds. I allow them to heal. Like, no. And healing is safe and success is safe. So often we see that we look at other people. Thank you for the hearts. Uh, we look at other people and think that they are successful. You know, you think that they've got it all together. You know, they don't have any pain. They don't suffer. They don't struggle like we do. Well, that's the biggest lie we could ever tell ourselves because every person that achieves anything has to face their fears. And each new level of achieving brings up more fears and bigger and better fears. And so, you know, it's like a presenting God and the universe presenting to us opportunity to grow and the fears and the things we have to face are those opportunities to grow. Okay, so looking at that, the topics that we've been given in the Facebook group, there was also um, there's a generational component here too, the dad, and it goes back to dad's dad and emotional repression. I know for me too, when I'm trying to connect to people or when I write emails or posts or things, it's almost like um, I have to go into that vulnerable part of myself to really share what's important. And, you know, sometimes I'm a bit reluctant to go there. But I know the best response happens when I am actually vulnerable. And so we always want to show people that we have it all together and we don't want to show that vulnerability. But the vulnerability enables connection. When someone talks to you about how they really feel, if you're in the right headspace to help that person and to be there for that person, you don't feel judgment, you feel compassion and you feel the desire to support that person to be who they're supposed to be. And so this vulnerability allows others to show their vulnerability too and that's how we grow and that's how we connect and that's how we connect to our success. Because there is a kind of vulnerability in actually wanting something, because otherwise it becomes like sour grapes. Oh, you know, I really would like that, but oh, I probably won't have it. So, you know, no, I don't really want it after all. And so then we stop desiring the growth and the, the thing that we, you know, helps be motivating to us to make change. And, you know, sometimes the motivation is to have a happier family or to spend time with our family or to actually uh, enjoy happier time within our body and to love our body more so that it will be free to move forward. The third chakra comes up here which is always about our power, personal power. So dad's, dad's stuff again, dad's mum this time. And using our power wisely, um, age 15 comes up. Okay, I no longer need to hurt myself and I no longer need to help others by letting them stand on my face. Okay, now there's something in the lumbar spine, L3, and it's reacting to feelings. And this is about support. And of course our lower back supports us, isn't it? It keeps us upright, um, helps us to be able to move forward in life. So all these things are important in our progress. So we have to support ourselves. And if we, as we try and support ourselves, other people can support us too. But we have to take the first step. All right, again, this is some of Dad's stuff. And Dad's dad, and his dad, and Dad himself. All right, and there's some what we call false beliefs here. So sometimes there's things that we know, 
in our head not to be true, but we can't stop believing them and we have trouble, you know, doing that. So it's like helping ourselves to be able to, you know, continue forward and be there for ourselves. So dad stuff again. Also the hips come up here too, the right hip and the hips reacting to feelings, a number of feelings. Okay, another oil. Still here with rhythm. All right, I accept powerful spiritual support to lift me up. I embrace the sun's energy of joy and fervor to generate my own hope for living. Even in my most discouraged state, I see the opportunity for my rebirth. So sometimes these false beliefs we've hung on to so firmly for so long almost become part of us, but it's like this parasite almost that's burrowed into our skin or into our heart. And it's like that has to die for us to move forward and to, you know, rebirth ourselves. So the old, I'm almost going to say evil things that we think about ourselves need to be ripped out and removed. So it's like we have to, um, you know, cleanse ourselves of these old beliefs and these old ways of thinking and these old ways of operating so that we are free to move forward. Now, cleansing... You know, we can do it physically. We can go on a detox. We can have a, a sauna and, and we can, um, you know, juice or, you know, do other sorts of fasting or cleansing. But we also have to cleanse the thinking. And so I think fasting is very powerful here, you know, just like a one-day fast where we uh, fast on our purpose and the things that we need to do. And, you know, releasing the things that we've hung on to so firmly and, uh, you know, removing removing those things that are preventing us from being who we want to be. So I think here, of a, um, I remember reading a story of a person that went hiking out by themselves in the desert and there was a rock slide and they got trapped and they couldn't get out, their arm was trapped. And so if they came to the point that they, would either, they were either going to die or they had to chop part of their arm off to be able to get free. And so, you know, this person actually used a knife and cut their own hand off to be able to escape and to survive. And so, um, not that we want you to chop any body parts off, but it's like these unhealthy attachments or the things that are preventing us from living need to be detached from us. And sometimes that's, it's not an easy thing to do because we've held on to these beliefs and hurts and we've almost patted them and looked after them because we've hung on to them so deeply. So being free to release these things is really important. Okay, so that feels a little bit clearer. So I am connected. Let's make sure there's nothing else in that. Okay, so am I connected to the right people? That's strong. I find, like, so we've got have you, are you trying to fit a, fit a square into a round hole? So I find the right place for me to be where I fit. I am the right fit for my workplace. Yeah, no, they're all good. On that note, I'll say goodbye and wish you a wonderful day and don't be afraid to be you and to be a bit vulnerable and, you know, talk with people. Just shine. You, who you are is more than enough and wonderful. All right, see you.